Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. <laughs> I can't do nothing with this guy. You can't do it right. <laughs> Let's do it again. We're going to do it again. Aaron Whitlow. Yeah, it is a good question. He can't do it right. You're right. Aaron Whitlow. <laughs> Brandon Spivey here. Hey. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Oh, oh gosh. It's going to be a good episode today. I'm glad you had your COVID shot. <laughs> Jesus. Brandon Spivey, Aaron Whitlow. And we are the Mock Up Movie Podcasters. We're going drugs. All right. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Lost Boys. We got two people viewing right now. Great. Thank you. So today, we're talking about the Lost Boys, um, 1987 film. Uh, Brandon, you got the numbers ready? I don't, but let me. <laughs> this guy's loopy. Uh, so, okay. I've been watching ER, by the way. Um, it's, not here. it's neither here nor there. Are you ready? Uh, yes, I'm gonna wait before we get to the numbers. Let me get to the card. So, um, after moving to a new town, two brothers discovered that the area is haven is a haven for vampires. Uh, in this movie, you're gonna have some uh, some pelvic thrusting saxophonists, uh, vampires. Uh, you're gonna have one song that sounds like it's and Marilyn Manson, it sounds like a song that Marilyn Manson would do. Marilyn Manson actually ended up doing a recover of later on in his career. Um, and you got the Corys. Also, you got a really a young, probably straight, fresh off of um, fresh off of um, Stand, by, uh, Stand By Me, uh, Kiefer, Kiefer, Kiefer and Corey. Fresh off yeah, of that. Yeah, I'll say, because this is it's Corey Corey Feldman. Corey Gurr, though. Corey Corey Feldman in this looks like he was the age right before he did the Burbs, which was maybe a year or so later. So you know, yeah, so, so he looks like he's at that little the age. He grows. I mean, he just he he does grow. You know, he just I feel like Corey Haim kind of stayed the same yeah. height for a long time. But Corey Feldman just kept going. Yep. Ruined his career. <laughs> speaking, speaking of uh, careers, all right, uh, so in this movie, uh, I'm going to tell you real quick who we have in here, and then we will go uh, have Brandon go with the numbers. We have Jason Patrick as Michael, uh, Corey Hain, our favorite Corey, uh, as Sam, uh, Diane West, West, or Weast, 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 as Weast. Lucy. I love her in other movies. Uh, Parenthood is she's really great in there. Um, and uh, Bernard Hughes as Grandpa. I love uh, Edward okay. Herman as Max. Um, he later on went to play uh, uh, Herman Munster in uh, Munsters. I think he did that in like the re revitalized. I didn't see it. Series, uh, I, I believe. I, I might be wrong. Fred was Herman Munster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Originally, but I'm yeah. talking about like in the in the re, 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 remake. But anyway, um, and then you have Kiefer Sutherland as David, Jamie Gertz as Star, Corey Feldman as Edgar Frog, and then Jamison Newlander as Alan Frog, and there's a host of other people, including Alex Winter. Yeah. From. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Was he Ted or was he Bill? I never can remember. 
I can can tell you. No. <laughs> He's the diehard Bill and Ted fan. I'm the diehard Keanu Reeves fan. But I, I, I've only seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure once. Bogus Adventure once. I haven't seen the third. So. I have seen it once, too. you only yeah. seen them once? Only one in time life? in my life, yeah. It's weird. Okay. And the first two, it just happened in recent years. So It's weird. Uh, you're young, I guess. I don't know. I, don't know. I just missed out on a lot of stuff, Eric. In the but I did want, nah, don't get into relations. I wanted to say someone else is in this movie. Billy Worth, who was from American Gladiator season one. Who the hell? He was one of the vampires. He's one of the lost boys. Really? Dark hair. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I just know, we were I was watching uh American Gladiators last year with my ex-girlfriend. And uh, Billy showed up and said he's off the new movie The Lost Boys. I was like, Oh really? Never noticed it before. It was just a little cool American Gladiator thing there. I anyway, thought you were going to say the saxophone, saxophone player or someone. I don't know who that was. He's doing a lot of this. He's I'm doing not a lot do of it. everything. A lot of gyrating. Yeah. Women love that. It came a meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So, it got a, let me get it going. <clears throat> it got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. 76% like this on Rotten Tomatoes. 63% like it on Metacritic. Yay, Metacritic. You coming up, baby. And 91% like it on Google. Mm. Overall, people enjoy this movie. People and enjoy Lost Boys. So, um, who would have thought it? Yeah, and I, I don't have a plan today. I mean, I figure there's no need to just look at what you can do with those two. All right. Odie. Yeah, so, man, um, the movie starts with. Does it start with a code open kill? Yeah. Before the title? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, they uh, kill the, the security guy. Yeah. Well, well it shows the it shows the uh it shows the um the carnival or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Which is obviously the same one from us, you know, because they reference in us uh this movie because when uh the little girl is that uh, what they were referencing? Yeah, yeah. When they said there's a movie being filmed on this boardwalk or uh, at this park today, this time I lost voice because uh, it's filmed there. I got you. Yeah. Well, I guess that's one good thing. It's connected. It's connected. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, so they start with the boardwalk, and then you see like people, uh, you know, just carnival, and then you see David and his and his lost boys walking around this carousel, and um, they essentially start hitting on this chick and um, the security guard uh, grabs David up and tells them all to leave. Later on, you see that the security guard was killed or jerked out of the air. He couldn't open his door. Like, get your keys out, dude. He should have been walking (laughs) with the keys. Why he walks so far away? Anyway, maybe it's late. All right. Anyway. Um, I imagine been packed by the time. Well, you're right. He was he's security. He should be there early. Unless he the crowd. unless he's taking over the shift for someone. That is true. Closing, closing security. And he closed that night. He, he closed it all right. He's, but you know, and essentially, no one knew they died. It's just that he was just missing. But we know that he's dead. They ate him. They ate the security guard. Uh, but anyway, uh, then we get to the actual beginning of the uh, movie. Is this? When do we get the uh, Thou Shall Not? Oh, it starts as soon as it. That's where we opened up. Yeah. On. Yeah. Uh, love. What do you think about the theme? I just want to ask you real quick. What do I think about the theme? Yeah. <laughs> I love this theme. 
This theme, mm-hmm. rock, this theme gets me in a, a, a vampire mm-hmm. slaying mode. You know what I mean? Slaying other vampires, not yeah. being one. Not being one. I mean, you could say we could be one too, but when I when I hear that theme, I think, okay, I'm, I'm going to see the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see some vampires get slayed. I'm going to see them. Frogger Brothers. Yeah, the frogs. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. No, Frogger. It's a, it's a game. And Sam. Can't forget Sam. Yep. Sam's Coyhane, by the way. Yep. If you have not seen this movie, if you haven't seen it, shame on you. Go out and watch this movie. One of the, the What's it streaming best, on, Aaron? It's streaming on uh, HBO Max. See, there you go. Um, no excuses now, people. Unless you don't have HBO Max. Then, then you got all me. kinds of excuses. But, uh, but <laughs> this is probably the best of the Corey films. I say this is the better, the best. Uh, this, this is how I rate the Corey movies. Uh, not all of them, because it's like I'm not gonna rate the Dream of Little Dreams, but unless I rate them last. But anyway, uh, but I would say, I would say this one and then License to Drive would be number two. I say Lost Boys and License to Drive, and then anything after that, like Dream of Little Dream, you know, they'll fall after that. In my opinion. Uh. Probably if I'm just gonna count three. Let's see. I, I had to really think about what they've done together. Um, dream a little dream. Dream a little dream too. Yeah, I know they did those horrible. Well, yeah. I mean, he played Michael Jackson essentially. Yeah, that's when Corey Feldman was going through some stuff. That's when he was visiting Michael. Mm. But I'm I, gonna get in there. I'm not getting in there. I'm just saying he was a really good friends with Michael Jackson. Yep. So, um, but I don't know. I mean, License to Drive is my all-time favorite Corey Haim film because he's the lead. He's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as this one, he's not. They're, they're not the leads. No, but they are. They are. I mean, they have, they have a presence. Yeah, they have. Corey Corey Haim, man. Yeah, Corey Haim has a presence. Period, man. The the kid, he's older than me, obviously, but oh, he's no longer. Yeah, he's no longer with us. But uh, but he had such a presence, and I hate that his career didn't. Uh, I hate that he died. And I hate that his career. He never got to bounce back and uh, and show show his range. Um, I'm glad that some other people that was in that same type of uh, Brett Pack era uh, were able to make it make that transition. Mike uh, Anthony Michael Hall. I think the he had trouble. Uh, though. Yeah, he had trouble. But I think that the I guess the most profound one is Charlie Sheen. I would say. Emilio, maybe Emilio is the most accomplished out of all of them, I think. Um, uh, Rob Lowe, Judd Nelson would also be one. Um, yeah, Rob Lowe. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, Mo- Molly Ringwald was huge then. But anyway, uh, back to just the Corys. I just I wish that I wish that both of them lives turned out different. And I hate that. I hate that. Honestly, I hate that they went through what they went through with abuse, yeah. molestations, or anything else that they went through. I hate that. Um, and I hate that ultimately Corey Haim passed. You know, um, because you know the world needed more Corey, not less Corey. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm like the biggest Corey Haim fan. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> are you, are you crying? No, I'm not crying, Aaron. I'm just saying. I'm like the biggest Corey Haim fan. I, 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 he had so much range, so much potential, and it was cut short because Hollywood just basically, you know, sold him out. You know, you know, yeah. both yeah, of them actually. Dirty. Yeah, they did him really dirty, and you know, they went through it a lot, and they covered it up, and it's 
spit, spit them out. You know, but, it, it sucks, but that is the business or was the business. But as much as the Corys take over the president, I didn't like what Corey Feldman did with his voice in this movie. <laughs> I just don't, I never liked that. But because uh, <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking, why is he talking like that? That's what I'm thinking because I know his voice and that's not his voice. No. Uh, and I just maybe it's just the way he wanted to play he that wanted, character. I believe he wanted like he, he was out outmatched, outacted by Corey Haven. Every film they did, and so he wanted to have. Well, he was trying to upstage him. Yeah, he yeah, never could. He can't upstage Corey. Corey Corey Haim is like like literally Corey Haim. You can try to do all this stuff. All Corey Haim had to do is crack a little smile and show those cheeks. Yeah, and then people like, yeah, it's Corey Haim. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's like essentially every every frame of film in this movie that has Kiefer Sutherland in in it, Kiefer steals every scene. Yes. Bar none. He just like he has such the camera loves the guy. And I think that he just has such a presence in his character. He's like such a great bad bad guy. He's, he's an excellent bad guy. Have you seen the eye eye for an eye? Uh, he plays a rapist? No. Uh, well, I think I, I seen I seen uh, Freeway with uh, him yeah, and Reese Witherspoon and a rapist, <laughs> rapist. Um, But yeah, I uh, feel he's much darker in uh, in Eye for an Eye though, with Sally Field. Yeah, I think I, I, I kind of feel like I have seen it. Yeah, I have seen it. Uh, yeah, with Sally Field because she rapes his daughter. Yeah, kills her. I mm-hmm. loved the movie itself. And I love the performances, but I hated Kiefer in, mm-hmm. in playing a role like that. I just. I, I love Kiefer. I, I like. I don't want to root against him. You know. He's so good. It's just a testament to his skills as an actor. He was yeah. in. Uh, he was in a time to kill. Yeah, he was. Uh, with Charles Dutton, Played I think. Uh, not Charles Dutton, but uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he McConaughey. plays a rapist and a, and a racist. Uh, and anyone a rapist is racist. Racist. I don't know if he. Actually, I don't think they, he, they, he they were. Raped, they raped a girl and I'm less than Sandra Bullock. Yeah. No, no. It was the well. The Samuel Jackson's daughter, essentially, and so. Uh, well, he didn't do that though. Well, well, he was. I think he was, he was part of the one, part of the clan, yeah. And so, uh, and they left him for dead, essentially. And the and the guys were getting to get off, and Samuel Jackson took it in his own hand and shot the guys while they was leaving the courtroom. And then he was on trial for the murder, yeah. and they was going to try to throw the book at him. And uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey represents some such a powerful closing argument. Oh my goodness, that movie is just so good. Uh, it's such a great cast, and we ain't talking about that movie, but I'm just saying Kiefer is such a bad guy in that sh- in that movie. But in this, he's so likable. He's a bad, likable vampire. He's the coolest vampire, really. Yeah, I agree with you. I was watching it. I was watching it, and I said, yes, he is the coolest vampire. Uh, I love, you know, how can a billion Chinese be wrong? You know, when he's talking about the rice, he said, how you like the maggots? He says. And then let me ask you this. So is that like a right, the myth? Let's talk real quick, briefly, Brandon, about the mythology of the vampire in this film. Um, there is we know there's general a mythos to vampires. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the uh, reflection is a mythos. Is a legend about them. Um, garlic, uh, holy water. Um, they don't go, come out during the day. And obviously, Twilight ruined yeah. that. Um, you have to invite them in. Uh, yeah, you got to invite them in. And this movie has that the main hallmarks. The, you got to invite them in. Uh, they don't go out in the day. Uh, they have uh, they have something protecting them during the day. 
in this case is a hell hellhound yeah. um and then uh and then uh, what else Gar uh, the garlic wasn't real uh but the uh, well, so if you invite them in, they don't, they don't, it, it, it whatever renders it useless. Yeah. So, which me, I did like, I like that. So, so let me ask you this. Um, the, all right, because I was wondering right, uh, a couple of things. One, so since the, this is spoilers, because we find out that Max is the head vampire, um, and and watching the movie a second, like not second time, but watching it now, knowing all the way through. That Max is the head vampire. It changed the dynamic of what you see him do and and his motivation. You can see his motivation throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but um, <clears throat> my question to you is this: So since they invited Max in, does that give the invitation to his clan? Because it seemed like all the clan was in the house. Yeah, I think it has to because they weren't invited in. They weren't invited in, but they came in. So, so I think I, since I, Max is the invitation. You can look at it that way, or you can look at it as a flaw in the movie. But no, I'm gonna say it's that way. It makes sense. It makes sense that you know that because he's the head vampire. So you know, but holy water, and that's what he says. He says essentially at the end, he says, "Once you write, you're powerless." Like all those little things, garlic, holy water, the mirror doesn't work. Yeah, because you invite him in. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that mm -hmm. aspect in the movie when it get when it gets to the end and he's explaining why that didn't work. You know, I really liked that. I thought it was actually I thought it was smart, especially yeah. in the eighties. I mean, and so he essentially in this whole movie and looking at it under that frame is that Max wanted um, the mom, yeah, Lucy, uh, to be. The mother to he she he essentially wanted her to be Wendy mm -hmm. to the Lost Boys, yeah. And uh and uh and they was just trying and for collateral, if I can get your boys in there, then you'll have to feel like you have to come exactly. And uh and and I thought that that was a great great idea. Um, now let me ask you this: is my other second question to you. I got a question for you too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when Michael goes into the den and uh, and was eating the Chinese food that became maggots and worms, uh, just in his mind, uh, is that a form of glam glamour? You know, you hear you heard the vampires yeah. can glamorize. Yeah, and you th you think that essentially they had a uh, David had the ability to force hit. Uh, to make him see what he wants him to see. I think so. Uh, although it, I mean, it could have actually been maggots. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I, I do think he he was able to make him see what he wanted him to see and feel what he wanted him to feel. Mm -hmm. like, I I believe that. But I actually have a question about Michael and um, yeah. the actor that plays Michael, Jason Patrick, who um. I don't, I, you know, he didn't go, his career didn't really go very far, but I'm not talking about I, I only know him from this. I know him several, he did speak to, God bless. Oh, he did, didn't he? <laughs> he replaced Kiana, and it didn't work out so well. But I just want to talk about him in this. Okay. Were you impressed with his acting, his character, Michael, at all throughout this movie? Were you? No, I, I, just throughout my whole life of watching this film, 
never, yeah, I never liked him. I yeah. never liked him. I always felt the, I always felt whenever Kiefer went on scene or uh, Corey's, and I'm specifically saying Corey's, not even Alan Frog, because he was a throwaway character in my opinion too. Um, he wasn't as important to me as. I mean, he wasn't as important as uh, Feldman, but yeah, I do like him though in the movie. Uh, you know, uh, I like could, him more every every time I see the movie. I like his character a little bit more. You know, uh, I they guess could, he would have been older at this point, way older. He, I mean, I was thinking about Anthony Michael Hall being cast in that role, but he would have been way older than. Yeah, because he was in that original Rat Pack. I want to say Breakfast Club came in like eighty five. Yeah, so he so, would have been. Yeah, he, he would have way too old to play the frog. Yeah, play one of the frog brothers, but. Um, Maybe River would have been great, you know, or but maybe River River was too, too big for River would have stole it. From yeah, both. yeah, River would have stole. It. Well, he I'm definitely never, stole it from Feldman. I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen River in a film with uh, Feldman with with, with Hames. I don't think. I don't think ever, so. I don't think it would have been an uh, interesting to see dynamic there. Mm-hmm. But if River Phoenix would have been cast, he would have been cast as uh, Corey Feldman's character, mm-hmm. and uh, Feldman would have been reduced to Alan. Yeah. I mean, because they was around the same age. They was around the same. I mean, this is like what? Uh, Stand by me was eighty-seven. I want to say eighty-six, eighty-six. Because like literally, Corey, Corey Feldman, like you could just tell he is age. Like look at every film that you can think of him being in in the eighties. Uh-huh. Uh, think of at the at the youngest Friday, uh, Friday thirteen. Yeah. yeah, you can look. He's truly a child. Yeah. Ben, uh, Ben, uh, he came back for the sequel, uh, uh, for the second one, for the next one yeah, at the very beginning. He aged two or three years. Yeah, and then uh, I say shortly thereafter, that's probably in the same time he got uh, Gremlins, and then from there he probably got Goonies. After that, and then you can tell from from Goonies to just then how much the kid is aged. Well, he was doing Goonies at the same time he's doing Friday Five. So. So yeah. Um, and uh, and so and then yeah he, he grew inches in a year yeah he just and then like, it, it hurt his career I, I do believe uh, but you know and I'm not trying to say Corfield wasn't a good actor I love Feldman but you know he just he didn't have that it factor that a Corey Haim had uh, Stand by Me came out eighty six yeah so so yeah I mean he had three he had four great years or Josh uh uh uh, uh Will Wheaton would have been perfect uh, in this, but Will Wheaton, if Will Wheaton was in this movie, I think Will Wheaton would have been uh, the little brother and Sam. Yeah, I think he would have been Sam, and I think Corey would have been. I think Will was bigger than Corey. Well, no, no, Corey was huge. Corey Haim was huge. Corey was huge. Yeah, yeah. I, th- uh, I think I think that maybe I, I think they needed. I mean, not not discounting the other kid that played Alan. Uh, frog, but I just he just didn't have the lines. Yeah, he didn't have the lines. Like Corey, Corey ate every scene. Corey Feldman ate every scene with the Frog Brothers. He like he, he the other kid couldn't stand a chance. No. But then when they were all on scene with like Sam, them two couldn't stand a chance. No. With, with, with uh, Corey Haim, you you agree? I agree. I definitely agree. And you know Jason Patrick, I feel he bad did. for him in a way mm-hmm. because he was going. To, he had scenes with David. Mm-hmm. Kiefer, uh, Kiefer's just a tremendous actor. Just Even back then, he was just he was he was just big, <laughs> big time. And then he had scenes 
with Corey Haim, and Corey Haim stole those scenes. So he really didn't have a shot until he was working with Jamie Gertz. And even she was like on. I mean, it's just, I felt bad because he is the weakest actor in this film. Of, well, I wouldn't say he's weaker than Alan, but of the main people, he's the weakest. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a good looking guy back then, but I mean. But I think good looks only go so far. I think it's a miscast. I think it's a miscast, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, he Uh, he really was. I wouldn't, I would, I would. Before Anthony Michael Hall would have been good. Yeah, for Anthony that. Michael Hall would have been great. But um, or Emilio. I think Emilio. I think Charlie even uh, would have worked. Yeah, Charlie would, um, would have been better. Uh, Emilio would looks have, wise. I'm going. Emilio I'm going. was a lot older. Emilio, because yeah, this is still. like 87, 80. It's same time from uh, Maximum Overdrive. He's like in his twenties, I would say. Uh, well, I would Emilio. say Jason Patrick's in his twenties at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's just playing younger. But yeah, but just Jason just didn't do it, man. Uh, and no I offense, feel bad to, no about offense it. to the guy. Um, I love having him on the podcast, but you know, <laughs> you love to have anybody on the yeah, podcast. At this point, yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, uh, but I, I do think that um, uh, I thought the movie was uh, excellent. Like little, is if you don't look at it in the in the in the lens of a vampire film, which it is a vampire film, it's horror, but it's not. It's hardcore horror. No, no it's uh, not. It's, Santa, it's, Santa felt real. It's it's that fun, um, popcorny <laughs> kind yeah. of horror comedy. Yeah, you know it, it's it's on the levels of a it's it's a better level, but it's on the level in my opinion it's a better level. I know you feel differently. You got to see. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't Night. gonna say Fright Night first. Actually, I was gonna say uh, that the the Monster Squad. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, Monster Squad. I was thinking at first, there's like, oh, we're talking about vampires specifically. Specifically? Specifically, Aaron, we're talking vampires. So I got to go Fright Night. I, I think they're in the same subgenre. Mm-hmm. Me personally, Lost Boys is top dog Me for vampire. And I know I'm a, I'm a Fright Night guy. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. Right, which, I'm not a, none against you. But you can't you. go wrong with either. You can't go and wrong. That, if you... My opinion has changed on Friday night. If you do a double feature, I would definitely do a double feature with uh, the Lost Boys and Friday night, and you have a good Vampire Night. You would, yeah. Because you have two different, so you have David that is more of a punk rock, yeah, rock star type of vampire, and then you have you have uh, you know um, uh, Chris Chris Aran and his name is escaping me. Jerry. Uh, No, no, Jerry is the uh, is. Is a henchman. Uh, he pretty is. Sure Jerry's his no, name. no, Jerry, Jerry Dandridge. Yeah, Jerry Dandridge. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Jerry Dandridge. I, I just <laughs> call him Dandridge. I'm sorry, but yeah, uh, Jerry Dandridge. Uh, he is more of a suave, adult, uh, yeah. uh, in his twenties. You know, bachelor vampire. He's he's like the traditional Dracula, but just brought to an eighties type of. I, I agree. Of, I agree. You know. You know what they missed out on, though? Mm-hmm. You know, it would happen today because everyone just loves these team-up movies. Mm-hmm. But they really missed out on these. Uh, and I'm not just talking about vampires specifically, but they missed out on these horror icons like teaming up together in movies. You know? Yeah. I feel like if they would have known that it could have been a thing, more companies, more studios would have been oh, been up for it. And I think you could have got the Lost Boys. You could have got got Jerry. Uh, you could have got the werewolves from Silver Bullet. Uh, 
other worlds, of course, too. I mean, you know, and the mo- that's one thing I do like about Monster Squad is they got the classics yeah. monsters in there, and I love that. And yeah. I may not love the movie yeah. as much as other people, but I do love the aspect of the movie, I, the concept. I love that. I love the movie more as a as a kid. Um, I don't it don't hold up well for me. Uh, I, like it's not, it's nowhere near. I used to compare it to Goonies, but it's nowhere near Goonies. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Night of the Creeps. Yeah, yeah, no, same no, guy no, did it. So, but but Night of the Creeps is such a great film. Uh, but yeah, you know, Atkins is great in it though. Yeah. Uh, in both films. Um, but yeah, but I love that they thought let's let's get all the let's <laughs> let's get all the Universal monsters, but not call them the Universal monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, essentially, but and they did it and it worked out, and it was like a great, great thing. Um, but this movie, I felt let's talk about the Lost Boys themselves. The uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, and I, I kind of got away from it. But the, if you don't look at it as just a vampire film, but you look at it as an adaptation of Peter Pan, it just it, it is, it is a different horror take on Peter Pan in the sense of like, uh, I would say. I have never looked at it that way. I would say that uh, I would say that uh, uh, Marco is the uh, is a Ruf, uh, Rufio uh, or the clan, or maybe even David is. Uh, David is you think he's the Peter, and he is the Peter, but he's not really a Peter because we find out the true Peter is Max. Yeah. But Max, who is wanting to get Lucy, who is Wendy, you know, to come along, and then the other little brothers of Wendy, which is in this case her sons, are the other kids in the house that they want to get along to come to. Yeah. Yeah, so it reminds me of Peter Pan in that sense. A dark fantasy Peter Pan. Oh, dark fantasy Peter Pan. Yeah. Because he says you never grow old, you never die. You live forever. You know, yeah. Essentially. I've so just never... It's Peter Pan. It's just horror. I mean, it's on. an interesting concept. Yeah. And it's interesting to look at it that way. I just never have personally. Mm-hmm. But I like it. <laughs> I like it. Does. It gives it some legs. No? It does give it some legs. Give it more legs than it already had. Yeah. <laughs> but I, one thing, I mean, I love, like, okay, I love the grandpa in this film because he knows everything that's going on. He just plays dumb throughout the whole movie. He just plays dumb. Got no TV? I would have a TV guide. I'm, yeah. I just read what's coming on. That way I don't have to watch it. Yeah, and he, he also... Uh, he said, this is as close as I get to going into town. Yeah. Where he just turns on the car, maybe goes an inch or whatever, and just it. He's a it. smart man. Yeah. I would love, you know, and I was thinking about this while I was watching this movie. And watching this movie this, this time around, I paid more attention to the grandpa. Um, and, like, like him looking at Max differently when he was in the house, when he came. You know, he, him taking noticing that he didn't come in the house without being invited first. He noticed it, um, you know. Um, but yeah, I like the, um, I like, I, I was thinking about this, Brandon. I want to get your thoughts on it. Could you ever see a Lost Boys prequel that deals with the grandfather coming up when, he, when he's a younger man dealing with the vampires in that area? Be like, and like, what if he was essentially him and his wife, the, the daughter never knew this, but what if they were like vampire slayers? And uh, and you know, um, that'd be kind of an interesting concept. It'd be an interesting concept. I mean, 
you know, I, it's almost sacrilegious. It's, I had a conversation with uh, Chris the other day about Jaws. You know, it, it's he, he said it was sacrilegious to do another Jaws film. I'm personally, I'm okay with it. But speaking of Lost Boys, I feel like a lot of people hold us to no remakes, no reboots, no prequels, no nothing. It's fine. Clearly someone didn't get the memo. Well, Corey Feldman didn't get that memo. That's who didn't get that memo. <laughs> but but it the problem with those is that they had no budget. Mm. It went straight to video, and it, it just didn't feel like the original film. And I ain't going to go into anything else, but it just didn't feel like the original film. That's how I feel about Friday Night, too. Just, it wasn't the same thing. Yeah, and so, I mean, personally, uh, you know, what you just said about the grandfather, you know, being younger, because that's what they're doing with Pet Cemetery now, with Judd, mm. which I'm, I I still don't know to this day if it's a if it's a prequel to the original movie or the movie. remake, but yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but I like the idea of it, mm. and I'm okay with seeing Lost Boys back. I mean, it's not going to top the original movie. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't have Kiefer or things like it because they're obviously. No, you can't have any, any of them. I mean, Alex is old. You know, uh, Oliver. You would literally have to CGI. Yeah, and we don't. We don't want that. But but Last I thought that it could be a different, different, could be different group. vampires. Yeah, it could be like Max when he was younger, uh, and and Max is starting to get his clan of, of vampires together, and then the father. Well, but uh, Max is. He's a vampire himself, though, so he didn't get turned to that age. Or maybe he never did get turned. Maybe Max in himself is the proto-vampire. He is a vampire. Like, a legit vampire that has became, like... Old? Yeah, he's just a vampire. Like, that just, like, for centuries he's been that age. But you gotta still recast, because obviously that guy... Yeah, you have to recast. I don't even know if he's still living. I don't know. I think he's dead, honestly. But I, you would have to recast. I mean, you would have to recast anybody. Yeah, everybody. I mean, you could probably probably get a cameo from Feldman because nobody wants that. You do it for like a quarter. Nobody I mean, he would, he would. I actually think he would probably, cost more. He'll cost because he'll want to cost more. I think that Corey Feldman is his ego is damn inflated that he feels like you want me. You, but I think it's just. It's just, he still thinks he's the yeah, but he's not. He doesn't. He, he doesn't have that. It, and I brought him up before. Charlie Sheen has more star power than Corey now, and even Charlie Sheen is falling off. You know what I mean? But I don't off. think Charlie would be as as high priced as Charlie. Charlie would deserve more, but I don't think that he would be as high priced because I don't think he would charge. Charlie comes off more humble today though than. Than he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Feldman does not. I'm just gonna be real with you. He doesn't come off humble at all. Yeah. He, I, I like the guy though. I mean, I, I do. But yeah, I does, don't hate him. But you know, he doesn't. He doesn't come off humble. No, he unless doesn't. he's talking about Friday coming back as Tommy Jarvis, he comes off somewhat humble. Because you know he knows he wants to be. But I, I, I think, think the fans want Tom Matthews more than they would want Corey Feldman. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want Corey Feldman as Tommy Jarvis because the Tommy Jarvis that we fall falling in love with in that show, in that movie, in those movies rather, is Tom Matthews. Yeah, yeah. We fall we fall in love with his. So when I was watching that fan film and he pops up 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, Tommy Jarvis. That's my first thought. I'm like, yes. I like, like, you know. He's the, he's. Yeah. He's Tommy Jarvis to yeah. most of the Friday the 13th fan yeah. base. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, I wouldn't, and Corey trying to take it from it's it, it's, it, it's funny, though, that that fan base, because you got uh, the original Jason, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, he claims he's the first Jason. That, the kid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's kind of the same situation. No, nobody wants that guy. Well, I mean, he has his fans. I personally. He literally he, just. Wails around in water, and at the end pulls her. And he bases his songs off Friday the Thirteenth. I'm told. Yeah, whatever. But it it is a similar situation with the Tommy Jarvis character. Corey Feldman was the first Tommy Jarvis, and and I feel he has more stake in in the fight. Mm -hmm. You know, he's more got more at stake uh, because he did play Tommy Jarvis throughout the whole movie, not just one jump scare scene. Yeah, you know, but um, which was just a jump, which was which was a oh wow, Carrie did it. Let's let let us do it. Uh, wasn't that the case? Didn't Carrie do it? And oh, then yeah, Carrie was in in the seventies, so yeah, I think Carrie had that jump scare, and then there's like, well, you know what? It worked for Carrie. Let's it worked. It. I mean, yeah, but it was a dream. Well, they both were, I guess. I hadn't seen Carrie in so long. So. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, oh, we got a comment. I wonder if it's our boy, Bilfer, or is it someone else? Bilfer, hey, what up, man? Hey. Let me ask you, man, what are your thoughts on Lost Boys, the original 1987 one, not any other sequels? All right, so uh, wait for him to comment. But, yeah, um, so let me ask you this. Oh. Uh, what did you think about the way the vampires like attack people, like essentially grabbing them up in the air? Like yeah, we only seen this full attack once, and it was in the beach, yeah, the beach thing, and it was in the tree. Yeah, I, I like it personally, and it goes back to what you said about Peter Pan, because <laughs> they do come off. Now I'm thinking about it, they do come off like they're Peter Pan, and you know. His little kids. Yeah, his and little great they, and lost boys. And you know, most vampire attacks in movies, you, you don't get vampires flying and attacking people. Uh, straight up, they're, they're sneaky, or you know, it, it doesn't happen by flying. So I, I thought that was an interesting take on it, um, especially in 1987. But even watching it today, with most vampire films, you don't see those kind of attacks. I was wondering, Fright Night came out in 85. Um, I looked that up because in Fright Night, we know that Jerry Dandridge, he, uh, there's only there's a, only a few scenes where he, he's flying, he yeah. hears wings, and yeah. whoosh, whoosh, you know, and, and he's over the head. You can feel like a presence, an ominous presence. And you can see, you, you see him as a bat. Like you, yeah. But in here, they don't turn into bats. They literally still human form, just flying. Um, like the them hanging under the train tracks and jumping up into and falling into the nothingness, yeah. the mist. Um, that was, that was a great shot. It was a great shot. You know, uh, just they, I think the Lost Boys are, you know, the Lost Boys are the real star in a, in the sense of like you wanted to see more of them. You want to see more of the lair. They're they're, they're you know cave dwelling thing yeah uh and 
and it was it, it was cre- it was built on the fault line and it fell uh let's see what he says um here we go oh we got another comment too uh, but first bill for the hobbit my boy says the second best 80s horror movie oh what's the first you're curious aren't you i i'm you're curious to know his thoughts of what the first i would say it's probably a nightmare on elm street and let's see what he went ace arcadia hey guys hope y'all are doing good the lost boy is classic yeah ace i agree with you uh yeah, it is a classic. It is personally my favorite vampire movie of all time. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's classic. <laughs> and I love the, uh, you know, it's crazy because I was watching it this time around and I was paying attention to the, uh, 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 Sam talking about, you know, the comic books, you know, and well, this, this didn't happen before this. Now, knowing that I, I know not so much comics, but I know those characters and other things mm-hmm. i'm like oh wow i know exactly what he's talking about now you know <laughs> I, I you know i don't read comics like that i have some i just don't read them um God. it's a re- recurring thing with me right i have stuff but i don't do it like i have these mo- beautiful movies on the wall but i don't watch them i watch the stream yeah you like to stream it <laughs> that's right it's easier for me it's easier i ain't gonna go into it i'm all about easy <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I can't. I can't follow that. <laughs> He's all about <it>. easy. <laughs> but uh, any questions you got on it, on the movie, um, or anything that stump, uh, jumps out to you? Yeah, I was. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you one. When they're in the lair, the uh, the Frog Brothers and Sam, and they're they first take out Alex Winter, which is that's the death I hated the most. Uh, yeah, this, I didn't this, expect him to go first. This movie, uh, I mean, it predates. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted came out uh, in 88, 89. This came out in 87. So, or 89. So, uh, this movie predates that. So, he wasn't, he's was still Alex Winters, just not Bill or, or Ted. He wasn't Ted. He was Ted, right? I was confused which one's Bill and which one's Ted. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I did too, honestly. I don't know. So again, that's, that's going back because I know the name. Bill S. Preston Esquire, Ted Theodore Logan. I can't tell you which one is which. But, uh, I want to say keep uh, Keanu is Bill. I don't know or Ted. I have no idea. Uh, what, uh, let's see. The first is a rare treasure. Go ahead and read it. The first is a rare treasure. It was banned from America for thirty years for horror. It stars Sam Neill. It's called Possession, nineteen eighty one. Okay. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I've seen it on the uh, on the uh, uh, Into the Darkness. Uh, you know, a documentary. I've never actually watched that movie. Uh, when I think of Sam Neill, I think of um, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I also uh, think I was uh, I was thinking about uh, in the Math of Madness. I haven't seen that. Carpenter. Of course, I, I think about that. You would think. I'm a carpenter guy. You are. You're a carpenter all the way. I'm a carpenter. <laughs> but anyway. And you are a Hooper. No, you're not a Hooper. I'm you're, not Toby. No, you're not Hooper. You're a you're a Craven. I say if you have, you have, uh, you're not Cunningham. Who would you credit? Oh, not definitely not Cunningham. Who would you credit as Friday Thirteenth? Because I'm not too familiar with. Him. It's it's Sean Cunningham. But who, no, who would you credit after that? Who gets the full credit? Not of the first one, but what Jason stuff? Uh, I would have to go Steve Miner. He okay. he directed two and three. He he introduces us to the 
adult Jason. He, the mask. And this is the mask, the, the class, the, the iconic hockey mask. I mean, he got the ball rolling with Jason, so I would give him more credit than I would Sean S. Cunningham. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. No love on the Mark and Blue podcast. And, I, we, and we won't have you on. <laughs> He is adamant about that. I am. The guy has done nothing but live off Friday the 13th. I would love to have uh, Kane Hodder. I was, yeah, yeah, Kane would be great. But, you know, but, anybody that's played Jason that's still living would be great. Or, you know, was in these films. Even the, the guy that played Jason for the first movie. I, I would ha- rather have him on than Sean S. Cunningham. Yeah. Because the dude literally lived off Jason Voorhees. Yep. But, uh, and didn't give any money to Victor Miller, who was the writer. So, uh, you know, that's why they're in court. (laughs) But anyway, back to Lost Boys. Um, all right. So the whole movie essentially is them trying to, uh, so they got Michael to drink some of, uh, David's blood, which, we don't know if it's David's or Max's blood. It probably was Max's blood, if we're going to be honest. Um, but uh, got him to drink vampire blood, nonetheless. Yes. And and he became a half vampire. So in this, it, 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 you know, it, it, that notion reminds me of, it's funny to think about it, but uh, uh, was it once bitten? Oh, yeah. Because in that, in that, Jim Carrey is a half vampire. He's half human, half vampire, because he was bit uh, in, in his thigh by a vampire, but he wasn't fully. It, she didn't finish the ritual to turn him, and so he's uh, becoming a vampire, but he isn't fully a vampire. But it's more comedic. Same, same thing with not you. Same thing with Michael in this movie. Michael essentially, instead of being bitten to become a vampire, he drunk vampire blood to finish the ritual he has to kill. And that's been uh and that's been a lore in vampire uh history. I, I believe I wanna say supernatural had that element. I know it had it with, with werewolves. Before yeah. you become a werewolf, you gotta kill. Yeah. And that will turn you into the werewolf. I don't know if they went that far with vampires. I don't think it's that way in vamp- with vampires. I, I knew definitely. they had that that idea with vampire with, with werewolves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, it's just a lore that you've heard in other different films or things like that. But I think that um I thought that was a, a unique thing. So in reality, you have three half vampires in this movie. You have Star, Michael, and then the little kid. Yeah. Um which I don't remember his name. Nobody remembers his name, but I don't know, Jade or something. He looks like a Jade. I'm going to call him Jade. But anyway, uh, but no, uh, but no respect for the kid. <laughs> he's forgettable. I mean, you just want to have a kid vampire, I guess. I don't know. Nobody cared. Anyway. Make it feel like a Peter Pan dark fantasy. Yeah, I guess yeah, it makes sense. For, if you think about a Peter Pan aspect of it, absolutely. It makes sense to have a small, because they had a small kid in Peter Pan, you know, feeling, I'm thinking about Robin, I'm thinking of Robin Williams, Peter Pan, as a witch's hook, uh, which is the best adaptation of Peter Pan, in my opinion. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, I, I've seen some, but that, I mean, that's the, my favorite one. I haven't seen 
like Disney's Peter Pan in a long time. So uh, that's the animation though. Uh, but the other Peter Pan films I have seen, they come up really short. You know, Hook though, it's a Spielberg production. So uh, again, <laughs> can't go wrong with Spielberg. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, let's see. This is uh, Ace. Ace. Ace the base. No, Ace Arcadia. Yeah, in Friday Night Two, Charlie was half vampire too. I uh, see. I uh, see. I don't even remember. Uh, I remember Friday Night Two. I remember that as a girl, as the head vampire lady, uh, in that. But I don't recall much elements of it. Because honestly, in my mind, I got confused it with vamps in my mind because I was a kid when that movie came out. And so Vamps is with uh, Grace Jones. It's a forgettable vampire film. But uh, but but it was, you know, but Grace Jones is Grace Jones. Um, but yeah. Grace Jones is Grace Jones. Grace Jones is Grace Jones. That's all you can say about Grace Jones. She's Grace Jones. You don't know who Grace Jones is. Conan. Okay. Well, yay! You know, you know her. Cause you know her because she was on a Schwarzenegger, you know, connected. Yeah, that's the only reason. That is the only reason. Yeah. I'm not going to deny it, but, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. At least you know her. I'm, yeah. I'm giving you points. You get points. You know, I've I've seen a couple pictures of her like a few years ago. She doesn't look like she's aged all that much. She's a vampire for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's also in Boomerang. Boomerang. Uh, yeah, she is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you've seen Boomerang. Oh my gosh. It's Eddie Murphy. Something. Yeah. It, <laughs> Granted, you're right. Belf, uh, Belfer, the Hobbit, my man, is saying the girl that played star named Jamie Gertz is a billionaire. She owns the Atlanta Hawks and, and the hockey team. Didn't know that. I didn't know that she was a billionaire. I'm not surprised. I mean, I, so it's funny. She's got the lost watch and she's got Twister to make money off of. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. She's getting paid for Twister every time they want to air it. Um, but anyway, she's also in ER. Uh, I've been going through ER. I'll start, don't spoil it for me, guys. I'm watching. I'm on season four. If you have seen it, do not spoil it. But anyway, um, so I'm watching ER, and she shows up in one of the seasons as like a uh, psychologist, and uh, and I immediately recognized her. Uh, obviously, you know she's is in the '90s, so she looked like she was around at Twister time frame in her career. Um, but yeah. There's literally the only two movies I've seen her yeah. in. Yeah, Distant Twister. Yeah. She's probably been in a lot of stuff in the eighties, but I can't really think of it. But yeah, but she she's a billionaire, so good for her. Yeah, those Atlanta Hawks right. doing really good this year. Yeah. Go they're, Hawks. They're one and oh in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. You know who is it? LeBron. <laughs> I got no love for LeBron James. Anyway, um Savage, yeah, I know. Yeah, it is what it is. I never like LeBron. But anyway, so we're gonna review Space Jam too. We are gonna review Space Jam, Space Jam too. It's gonna be terrible, but yes. Um, Maybe but, not. Maybe it'll be all right. Yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, all right. Any final thoughts on this movie? Uh, any thoughts you want to mention uh, that I forgot about? Uh, we talked uh, about the granddad. We talked about hey. Uh, let's talk about Lucy. How right. you feel the mom is in this movie in compared? Cause you got some great '80s moms. You got uh, D. Wallace. You got her. You got Sally. Field. I mean, Diane is just terrific in everything I've she ever. She feels like her. a mom. Yeah, she really. I mean, she she's just terrific in everything I've seen her in. Like, I always smile when I see her. 
she's in uh she's in a Netflix movie, a new Netflix movie came out this year. Um what is the name of that movie? She's uh it's like she's an old lady and there's um these guardians that come and take uh essentially still declare to the court that you're incompetent and they come and they become your guardian and then they take your house, take all your possessions, they take and this is legal. It's legally and this happens a lot of old people that's in nursing homes get put in nursing homes against their will because they get de declared uh, incompetent because of the kickback from the physician that says, okay, yeah, we'll do this and because they're going to get money. And so they put her in the nursing home and this woman essentially takes her money, but they don't know that she has a son that's a dangerous son and it gets it gets live. Um, oh, man. Uh, what's her name again? Diane? Diane Weist. Yeah, Diane Weist. Uh, yeah, that, that I want to show, um, show that. Uh, I want not show. I want to find it. I care a lot. Is the name of the movie. It came out in 2020, but it's on Netflix right now. Uh, starring the chick from uh, Gone Girl. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's another one. But yeah, uh, this lady, uh, Rosamund Pike. Oh, from Jack Reacher. Yeah, she's um. Uh, She's actually like, like I think one of her parents is actually pretty famous, um, and I just found out about this recently. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The the her parents are opera singers, uh, but yeah, she is such a great actress. Um, she is. She's really good. But she's great in that movie. Uh, Diane Weiss is great in the movie. She's an older lady, but she still has it. Oh man, she's. I love it. You should watch it. If you oh, ever wow. if you find it, if you find it on Blu-ray or something, buy it. You'll absolutely love it. Like uh speaking of Diane and as far as playing Lucy, I just thought he is there for me. I care a lot. Thank you, man. Because <laughs> he I, does care a lot. Oh, uh, read this. All right. Fun facts. Jason Patrick, Michael and the Lost Boys, half-brother Joshua John Miller, played in Near Dark as Homer in 1987, same year as the Lost Boys. And that is also like my second favorite vampire movie. Yes, so. yes, it is. So uh, Homer, was he the, the kid? I think I'm pretty sure. The younger. Yeah, because it's Bill Paxton, him, and yeah. Lance Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, such a great movie. Uh, and then uh, Bill Pullman. No, not Bill Pullman. The other guy, the dude that's fr from Heroes, that guy, Peter Petrelli's brother. I don't know his name. You know what I mean? Um, he, she won the Golden Globe for uh, I Care a Lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the kid. All right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So great, man. Y'all are man. This is hey, this the squad right there. My goodness, I love it, man. I love the love and support. Brandon, do you? Oh yeah, I love that we get support. People are tuning in. I like it. Yeah, you know. But what I was gonna say about um, Diane as Lucy in this movie, she came off like a, a very caring mom who needed a job to support her family, go, going through a divorce. And then her husband took everything. Took everything. And I love the, the grandfather's line in that movie. Like, you're the only woman. Or I don't know if it's exactly, but you're like the only woman that goes through a divorce. It comes out worse than you may. Yeah. I love Grandpa in the movie, though. So, um, But, yeah, she was a great addition to this movie. She's a great addition to anything she does. I mean, she's just 
fantastic. I really love her, and she, I think she's a wonderful actress. Yep. But I thought that she was excellent in the movie. I thought that uh, I wouldn't see no one else as the mom in this film. Uh, she's uh, she's tremendous. And I thought everybody was good. I thought Max, you know, uh, uh, Herman. Yeah. Uh, I thought that he was great uh, in this film. Um, just everyone just really, everybody was on, except for P Patrick, obviously. He was in his own, and, and Alan Broad. But but nonetheless, it's still a fun movie, and it has enough for you. Uh, I laugh out loud. I don't know, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, ready to go ahead and give our marks? Go ahead. All right. The Lost Boys, 1987. I give this movie four markouts out of five. Uh, I love, it's not my favorite vampire film. Near Dark is also a good one, but. Obviously, we discussed before Friday Night, my favorite '80s vampire film. Um, but uh, favorite period, right? Yeah, I say it's my favorite vampire film. film we period. don't get many. Yeah, there's not many vampire films that that are like like well, honestly really. between, between a lot of them. Yeah, uh, Thirty Days a Night is really great. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I like. I guess the blades would. I I, 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 I consider that vampire. Isk, like, yeah, you know, it's not really, they're not really to me, they're vampire films, but they're more action. It's not horror, although Blade 2 more was more horror, horror driven than the other ones, in my opinion. And the one with Triple H is terrible, but um, why can't you just go with Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> well, Ryan Reynolds, is <laughs> why you gotta go Ryan Reynolds isn't, I, I actually like Ryan Reynolds and a little bit of everything that he's in. I mean, I. Even even in even in Amityville Horror, I thought I was like, you know, he wasn't terrible. He's Ryan, but he plays Ryan Reynolds. That's my only thing. My only complaint about Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds never goes outside of Ryan Reynolds in anything. Like yeah, I, I he, 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 but he, that's his, but he, that's his money. That's, that's what like Sam. Doing. I mean, yeah, that's why they work so well. Together. But you you rather if you go see a Samuel Jackson movie, if he's in it, you're just gonna get Samuel Jackson. You're not gonna ever get well, like like uh, so so. I would and, say so, what you so, brought up earlier. Yeah, time yeah. To kill time, but different. he was younger and he was hungrier and he hasn't been that established guy yet to say, well, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. He hasn't got that. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying? He wasn't Samuel Jackson that can just come in and just say, well, yeah, I'll do what and I want to do. I would say do. even Die Hard: The Vengeance. He, he wasn't was great. He was great. Sam. Jackson the way we know him no. now. No, oh, he's great. I, I, I love him in movies where Samuel Jackson is not so much being Samuel Jackson, but he's actually he is Zeus in uh, uh, in uh, in in the in in that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let me go ahead and get that's my mark four. What do you four. I give it clearly. I'm giving it a five out of five. I mean. It, for me, it, it's 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 got a perfect blend of comedy, horror, fun. You know, it's you care about the characters, you you care about where the story's going. I, I care. Yeah. <laughs> I care. To go back to, I care a lot. I do. I care a lot about the Lost Boys. So that's our review of Lost Boys this week. What we got next week? This is consent, continuing to summer. Uh, you week. know, I'm I can't really think of anything, so I'm I'm gonna go with what we talked about. Last week, um, the Hills Have Eyes remake. I had to, to come up on it, but yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It works. 
Uh, and then I'll have one more for the summer of horror coming after that. Um, I might do, you own 1984, right? Summer 84? Or did you do that on the? No, I was on a, because you 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 reviewed it on your own. Yeah, I like to go over it again. Just kind of talk about it. So maybe I do eighty four. Uh, end it with eighty four. End it with eighty four. Yeah, but uh, such a great one. Anyway, all right. Um, Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spavi. We're the Mark Out Movie Podcasters, and he's gonna get it right one day. Thank you for marking out with us. <laughs> he's gonna get it right one day, guys. Thank y'all for. I want a special shout out to Billfer and Ace for. Uh, Comment, man. Keep it coming. We love it. We appreciate you. Peace.